everyone, welcome once again to the Iconist Podcast, where we discuss anything comic book related, cosplay related, video games, everything nerd related that we like. Uh, I'm your host, Barry3D. I'm here with my cousin, Mr. Rod C. Hello. Hey, and today for the first time, I've got we've got a guest on, my brother in arms, comedy brother, nerd brother, all that, my man, Mr. Dave. I want to scribble out <laughs> Dave Sokolowski. Dave Sokolowski, a ton of fun. fun. This, uh, I, I said it for you. I know, I and I still screwed it up. It's written on the screen, man. Sokolowski. Hey, there you go, Sokolowski. Exactly the way it's, exactly the way it's spelled. Like, <laughs> For such a guy that loves reading, sometimes I can't read. <laughs> yeah. We're going to work on that. We're going to work on that. That's for next term. We're going to work on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, very happy. Um, we're going to talk about, and we're going to take you on a, on a tale here. So, if you're watching it, you're seeing what's behind us. If you're listening to this, uh, when we put this podcast up, we're going to tell you of a time when two heroes crossed over. The time <laughs> where, where Star-Lord and Charles Xavier did a crossover movie. And you're going to say, what movie was that, Barry? Well, the two actors were in the movie, Wanted. Right? We want it dealing with the fraternity, the assassins. This is what we're talking about tonight, you know, with our man Wesley. And I said, so there's a six issue mini series or a six issue series, right? Because it was one and done. And then that parlayed into the movie Wanted that had Angelina Jolie and James McAvoy in it. Um, and we're going to talk about the differences between one and the other. We're going to have our own theories and we're going to educate you on what those theories are and have some fun with it. Um, you know, and give you some backstory. Wanted came out and it was a good, fun ride action movie. But if you read the book, you're going to realize, like, huh, there's a couple of differences that happened and or we didn't see. So it had the, the core baseline there, and it was really stripped down for different reasons. Um, but, but, but it was still fun overall. So we are going to jump right into this and, and, and see. So, uh, gentlemen, I take it you've all read the book? You've all watched the movie? Yep. Right? Many, many, yeah. many times. <laughs> And, and, and we're kicking this off, right? And, and the little side note is, this is all because of one of these guys that I like to read a lot of his stuff. So Mark Miller is the creator mm-hmm. of, of Wanted. Um, so I'll give you some backstory there. Mark Miller created Wanted. He's also the writer of Kingsman. He's the writer of Kick-Ass, uh, Hit Girl. And he has a whole lot of other books. So we're going to cover this uh, because we know that Jupiter's Legacy is going to be dropping on Netflix soon. And he's also, he's made his own little universe with all these characters. Great reads. We're going to go through it, educate you, show you that. And uh, I'm going to ask a very simple question. Do any of you guys know why he started the, the 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 story behind Wanted for why he he started writing this. I don't I don't think I know that. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know like, and I hadn't read the books in years. Right. So when when you when you approached me on this, I was like, <laughs> I better go do homework. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I went to a website and pulled up the books and I started like reading through them and whatnot. And uh-huh. I noticed there was a lot of, I don't want to say anti DC, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of like personal little, you know, like a lot of jabs. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like every, every third or fourth page, you could just see like one little panel would be like, Hey DC. You know, and I was like, 
and I and it started coming back in, and I couldn't remember the exact story of why, but I think I think it had something to do with. Uh, he was. I think he worked for DC for a bit, and then they were kind of like, "Well, you're okay, but we don't want you anymore." Right. So it was almost something along those lines. So what happens? This goes back to, and, and you got to bless it. That be, you know, for myself and Dave, we are comedians outside of this. So it goes back to comedy. Comedy is a creative force. His older brother, when he was younger, pranked him, saying that superheroes really did exist but they don't exist anymore because the villains took them out. And he was trying to convince them that Superman was real, that Batman was real, but the villains won and that's why they're no longer around. And so it, 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 obviously he was very young to come kind of fall for this prank. And this stayed in his head for the longest time. So he started writing a story that would include why the Justice Society of America disappeared, that the villains won and took out the Justice Society, right? The JSA. Um, and he pitched that story to DC, and DC went, yeah. So he said, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm still going to write the story. But he went even more darker, grittier. Um, and yes, there's a little bit of bitterness probably behind that. And that's why we got Wanted, where the basis is the villains win and take over. Right? The, the whole idea behind the comic is the villains go in, and they say each superhero has about 10 main villains, if not a little bit more, that they fight one-on-one -on, -one on a rotating basis. So all the villains said, hey, well, uh, if this Superman character has 10, and this Batman character has 10, and Wonder Woman has 10, why don't we team up? Because that's 30 against three. <laughs> and they did that worldwide and won. <laughs> and then with the use of magic and technology, um, they were able to wipe out every living person's memory of heroes ever existing in the real world. And the heroes and the villains just were still around. They just went underground and started running all the corporations. And, and that's how they started making all their money and stole crimes around and they get a little piece of everything. They turned into like the super mafia. So that that's, that's where it all came out. So it all came out from his brother pulling a joke on him. <laughs> yeah, so he created basically the, the Legion of Doom. <laughs> underground legion of doom that's what it sounds like like okay oh it's it's like the legion of doom teamed up with the legion of supervillains that teamed up with you know uh the, the league of assassins <laughs> listen at that point it sounds smart like we've always said these kind of conversation you see someone in a fight scene is always going one-on-one -on -one. why don't you like five of you why don't you just jump the person at the same time so all the villains like you know what that makes sense why don't you just grab them all and just shake them up and do away with them yeah, but that never works either. Well, it Batman, probably work. Batman 66. Uh -huh. Every <laughs> no. villain had henchmen. Every time they failed. The henchmen always came in one by one. They never came in at two by same. Bobby, Joe, take his arms at the same time. Not one like, I got it. No, I got it. No. Chuckles, haha, uh -huh. get Batman. <laughs> <laughs> while you hide in the all-conceding shadows, right? <laughs> I'm happy you brought up Batman. So in this, you're right, Davey, he's put out his, 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 his middle finger to DC and he went really dark. So first, we're going to show you the influence of him, right? And the influence is that in the comic book, he drew the main character as Eminem, back from the Slim Shady days. The blonde hair, you know, the, the opening soliloquy that he does in the Wanted movie is parallel to what he does in the comic book. 
right? The names have not been changed to protect anybody. <laughs> well, yeah, they were. Right. That's not I mean, he's still Wesley. He's got his best friend, Barry, who's still screwing his girlfriend. <laughs> right. The boss changed from an African-American boss to yes. just pain in the ass boss. Yes. You know, and I don't, I, I don't know if that was just uh, the producers kind of sitting there going, well, let's just make her fat. Like, you know, we're not going to, let's not offend everybody. We'll just make her fat. It'll be easier. Yeah, it could be. It could be. You know, so what was, Dave, what was one of your main takeaways from the story and, and the movie, the, the difference that you really stood out for you? Well, the main thing was the whole, like, it, it wasn't so much, you know, like, the, the fraternity the fraternity in the movie was literally just assassins. Yes. Whereas the fraternity in the comic book were all supervillains. Right. And there, there were no mention of supervillains or superheroes or anything else in the movie, which I think plays to the strength of the story in itself. Right. Because Wanted the movie, you don't need to be a, a comic book fan to go out and enjoy, you know, Angelina Jolie bending out of a, a, a car racing down the highway or on top of the subway or anything like that. You can just go out, you can be like, okay, you know what? This is what it is. And I get it. They can throw bullets around a corner and everything else, make them curve and and everything, and that's great. And that's all. That's all the movie is. Right. It's just. It's just a a a, a gun flick that you know has a little bit of you know edge to it. Whereas the comic book, mm -hmm. you know, if you put that comic book, it's definitely a. It's going to be two movies. Yep. Because there's no way you're going to be able to cram all six books into two hours. No, no. B, it's going to be R-rated, so you're limiting your audience. True. Agreed. No. And C, I mean, like, you're limiting your audience anyways, because it's literally just going to be the comic book fans that are going, I want to see this. Yeah. You know, so, and I mean, like, I get why they why they do that and you know the comic purist is always sitting there going well you know they screwed up the book and they didn't even follow it and you know it had nothing to do with the book there's no similarities whatsoever mm -hmm. it's like well yeah you know what there are a lot of similarities but yeah there's also the guys developed the screenplay based on mark miller's book but that's all it was was based on right you know so it's still their own movie and everything else and yeah i mean like you know what i don't think mark miller's sitting there going oh look another check from that movie well they screwed around with my book i don't want it i'm gonna rip that check right there <laughs> you know i'm pretty sure he's still cashing that check so you know but i mean like it just proves that you don't have to be a comic book fan or enthusiast to enjoy the movies. No, absolutely not. And I mean, come no. on, let's put it this way. Uh, would, would any of us want to be in that situation driving <laughs> a car and Angelina Jolie's in front of us and shooting? 
<laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, do I look or do I not look? And I saw the confusion in his face, and I saw it as as him playing the actor, you know, playing the character Wesley because he's supposed to be an introvert at that moment, but also as the actor, kind of, is this appropriate? And Joe Lee was like, whatever, <laughs> I'm driving the car backwards. Like that sequence was a lot of fun to watch play out, right? And uh, and you said it, it dealt with assassins. My the only thing that I think that kind of took away from the movie, and I'll, and I'll say this, is how they said the, oh, the loom, how the loom was giving them who they should be going after, right? Because I almost made like the loom was magical. So I wish it was more of a tactile explanation with that or explain why the loom was so special one way or the other. Um, but, but that's it. The rest of the movie, as the movie itself, I liked it. You know, James McAvoy oh, plays I... Xavier. He was great. Uh, yeah. You know, the actor who ends up playing Star Lord, who was playing Barry, n- no relation, um... <laughs> which nobody recognized. Like right. literally, I, I we watched it like ten minutes before this started. Right. And I looked at my wife, and I was like, "Did you recognize who Barry was?" And she's like, "No." And I'm like, "Star Lord." She's like, "Oh my god, it was." <laughs> I'm like, "Exactly." You the man. <laughs> Which again, like you know what? Even... Sorry, go ahead. No, go, 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 no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but even that sequence there—that's yeah. such a comic book moment where he hits him yeah. with the keyboard, and the letters come out, and it's, you know, yeah. and the U, yeah, and the U is the tooth. Oh, the photography, cinematography was so good in it. Like you said, you didn't need it to be the superhero aspect. You took all that out. You made them as regular assassins, um, well, you know, or specialized assassins, I should say, and it plays in to everything going in there. Um, you know, I, I think what Mark needs to do because I see that he's developing this world, and I know they approached Eminem for it. I don't know why uh, why he didn't do it, but you know, like Eminem was drawn in there, and as you mentioned before, Fox, but in the movie, is Angelina Jolie, but you notice that Fox. In a comic book, it seemed more like Haley Berry. Halle Berry. Halle Berry, sorry. Yeah. You know, then you watch, uh, you know, something like John Wick, and you're like, did no one ask her? (laughs) (laughs) I know. And and that's the thing. You see her in John Wick, and you're like, I could totally see her being Fox. Right? You know, like, she's more Fox in John Wick than Angelina Jolie was in Wanted. Yes. Yes. You know, and that's not taking anything away from either one, but that's how he, he drew it. I mean, the, sh- the major influence that maybe some people might not catch is why is Nick Fury black in Marvel Cinematic Universe and not white how he's portrayed in a comic book? And that's because of Mark Miller. Mark Miller and his partner, when they did Ultimates and doing their own version of Avengers, he literally drew Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury because he's a fan. So when people are like, hey, Sam, we see you in a comic book. Sam reached out to his his his, uh, his agent, sorry, his manager and said, hey, did they ask permission for my likeness? And they're like, we didn't get anything. It's like, you need to make a call. And when they called and spoke to Marvel and, and all of them, they're like, don't worry about it. We'll make it up to you. We know that's how we portrayed you in the comic book. We have something bigger. Would you be interested? And came back to him with his offer. And he's like, okay, sounds good. And here we are, what, 20-something movies later? Right. And he's shown up in every single one. So, you know, Samuel L. Jackson needs to send a gift basket yeah. over to Mark Miller. He's a, key, he's a key factor for that. 
he's a key factor for the Marvel Universe. He's like, he, like you said in a previous conversation, he is the intertwining glue that just keeps them all together. He's a, the jumping force from each one that you can recognize. So anybody who watched any of the movies, you see Samuel Jackson, then you see him someplace else. If he didn't catch anybody else, you realize, oh, he's been here. Well, he must be somebody important. And then he's someplace else. Oh, he must be somebody important. He must be. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, man. He, he should be like saying, thank you, Mark. Come for dinner. We doing this Saturday. Come. Come to my house. We'll have dinner. <laughs> you, you do like, what, those 22 movies and still counting that you're going to be in them? Exactly. And so he's shown up in pretty much all the Marvel movies, right? And he's shown up in, in the, the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. He's made a couple of uh, cameos there. That, he's getting a lot of checks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, please, if someone uses my face without, you know, asking permission for the likeness, please make sure to cast me in that role unless, you know, it's a one-shot thing. No, I, I need a multi-movie deal. He's been mentioned in everything. Exactly. You know, like, it's not it's not even that you see him come in or come out of the shadows or you hear his voice on the phone or something like that. He's been mentioned in everything that they've done. Right. Including uh, WandaVision that just wrapped up. Yep. Falcon and the Snow... Uh, Falcon, Falcon and the Snow... Falcon and... That tells you how old I am, kids. Yeah. Falcon and the Snow Man. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, it goes back to... I don't know why that deal... Because, I mean, Eminem at this point... Uh, if I'm right in his career, he just finished doing Eight Mile. You know, he was on top of his game music-wise. Mm-hmm. He did mention he wanted to do maybe more projects if they came to him. And I don't know if he looked at, back at this moment saying, I should have done it. Because it, it was him. It was for him, yeah. It, he, it was Slim Shady at that time. I, I, you know, I mean, and I would have loved to see him and Halle Berry in a movie together. I, I think that would have been interesting, playing those characters. At least that would have given more uh, a connection to the book than, you know, anything else. And I said, don't get me wrong, Angelina Jolie, when it comes to action movies, I mean, I loved her in Salt. I loved her in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You know, Tomb Raider, she she does great work. But I think, you know, I would have stepped up their their stock in this if they would have done this. Because we might have seen, you know, Marshall Marshall Mathers, you know, in different movies. And Halle Berry wouldn't have to wait so long from Swordfish to John Wick, so to speak. I mean, yeah, she's done stuff in between, but to see her in this kind of action role. Wasn't she wasn't she Storm? Well, she was Storm too, but I'm not sure. But she did Storm. I'm mean, she does in Storm. Okay, and not only that, we're we're leaving out she was Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, she was not Catwoman, but how was there's a bit amount of actions in there, but compared to Swordfish and John Wick? The- oh, definitely. Stop, 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 stop over there. Stop over there. Stop. Stop over there. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Me, personally, the best thing I enjoyed from Halle Berry's Catwoman movie? The closing credits? The poster. Uh. That's it. And back to watch it. <laughs> So, no, seriously, well, well, with Wanted and everything like that, at least I'll just jump in before we go to another seg- segue. But, I mean, right. with, for me, Wanted, 
the I agree with Dave. Um, the assassin a- aspect was completely different in the book, and I liked it that it kind of gave it that more realistic—not realistic, but it gave it that kind of a modern feel mm-hmm. because. This is 2008 that this movie came out. Right. And this would have been... When did when did Marvel start jumping with, um, with Iron Man? Was that 2002, 2003? That was early 2000s, though. Something in that regard. Oh, shoot. That's a good question. So we had a couple, we had a couple of Marvel stuff already in the bag. Um, but I think... I've had another conversation. That's a segue to another conversation with DC and them. Um, maybe they weren't ready. Like people felt that people weren't prepared to have that type of intertwined universe, movie, like with universe and type of scenario. Because right. anything prior to that would have been Batman and Robin and, and all those Val Kimmer back to George Clooney. You know that would have been the closest. The bat nipples. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that just took, that took down the credibility of Batman. <laughs> Pull up. Nope. Too late, bam. So, right. uh, wanted having it as like professional assassins and having it in that particular regard. Uh, I definitely tuned to that. I liked it, and it gave it a different type of feel. So, I, I appreciated that aspect of it. And um, but the similarities of Wesley having his, you know, his uh, anxiety attacks and stuff like that, uh, finding out who his father was, and along that line, I liked right. it that it, it it gave it that type of like. <laughs> Unbeknownst to you, you are you are a key person to the secret society in your blood. It's like basically he has like royal blood. You are yeah. a chosen few. Come this way. Come if you want to live. What? Come if you want to live. So <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. I mean, like as I said, I I, 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 I enjoyed the movie, so, I watched the movie again and, and I you know, I me and my wife watched it. It was a nice thrill ride, right? Uh and what what I and I read the books, you know, just gotta refresh myself on certain things. And then I like certain stories from the book that stand out. So going back, like Iron Man, yeah, Iron Man came out two thousand and seven, the first Iron Man movie, right? And oh, we lost Rod. He went back. You know, um, I was going to say, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've got it here. Is it was released on? I just had it too, and I lost it. Sorry. Uh, but but May second, two thousand and eight. Oh, eight. Okay. That's when it was released. So it was filmed in 2007. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> and then Wanted was... Welcome back. <laughs> uh, Wanted was also released in da, 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 June of 2008. Oh, so they're very close together. So it was just catching the beginning of that whole wave, so to speak. Yeah. All right. But once again, I, I, you know, what I read from the, when I read the book, I mean, I watched the movie. I mean, I read the book before, watched the movie, loved it. Now, one of the things that stood out from the book is how he dealt with situations in the book that were different in the movie, right? So in the movie, you know, no superhero stuff mentioned. In the book, they're dealing as supervillains fighting superheroes and how they got rid of them. One story that stands out to me in the book is how they dealt with the, you know, loosely based Batman character. I laughed, 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 laughed. So, you know, I mean, if, this is not a spoiler. If you haven't read the book, then go and read it. But it's a good, it's dark humor, very dark humor, you know. Um, and just for those listening, the way he dealt with, the way they dealt with Batman and Robin, per se, they never say their name. They just call him the great detective and, and his sidekick. So we know 
who we were talking about in the DC universe. They turned around and captured Batman and Robin, brainwashed, you know, Bruce Wayne and, and Dick Grayson into thinking they were actors and that their real names were Adam West and Burt Ward. And then put them on a TV show to play Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson as Batman and Robin. <laughs> and it can't be what we get as Batman 66. <laughs> well, that was the thing because he, he mentioned in the book, there was a couple of mentions of it. The Dark Detective. Yep. And he didn't say Dark Knight, but there was like a definite mm -hmm. like reference to knights like yes. K and I G H T. And which is why I was I kept sitting there going like you know, it was after I think the second reference I was like, I think he took this to DC and they were like, No. Yeah. Or he, he or he he was rejected by DC somehow, whether he worked with them or it was that book or whatever. Excuse me. And I think that's why there was so many, like... Because if you look through, there's really no digs that I can remember from, like, being at Marvel. The, the closest one, but then again, it can be borderline, is if you remember the opening pages where they actually show his dad before he dies, right? And his dad jumps out the window and he's running up a wall in a robe. So that whole opening sequence in the movie where you see the guy who's playing his dad, who they say is his dad, runs down a hallway, jumps through the window, the glass is sticking to him, and he goes across. They parlayed that almost similar in the book, where he he's he's there in the room, he, he, people get shot, he jumps through the window, he's wearing boots that allow him to walk up a wall, and they look very similar like Spider-Man's. Like the webbing kind of look, right? But I know, I think there's a similar DC hero that has a similar look that way too. I can't remember their name. Yeah, right I now. don't. But I, I don't see that as like a, a dig. Oh no, no, a, wasn't no. You're right. It wasn't a dig. No, but that's yeah. what I mean. Like there was definitely digs at DC. Oh, I course. don't remember any digs at Marvel's expense. That's what I meant. Oh right. Sorry. No. Uh, you're absolutely right. There was all aimed at DC. DC characters. You know. Um, even when you look, if you do some research online, you see the characters that he's he's all. They're all inspired by DC characters. Right. You know? So yeah, like Birdman. Yeah. Clayface. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Clayface, you know, uh, Two-Face was, was yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, they're all, you know, inspired in there by them. Um, but that, I said, like, how they dealt with the situations, you know? He, he dealt with that situation as Batman and Robin, how he dealt with them. How he dealt with Superman was... You know, making sure that they they, they had a radioactive condom <laughs> that his wife was buying to use. But when you open the box, it glowed green, so it kind of gave him cancer. And he's in a wheelchair and, and at a home. <laughs> yeah, they they mean he went dark. <laughs> he went dark. But it's one of those things where if you're reading the book. Right. It plays into the whole, like, the whole story of the book. Like, the whole six issues, there's always that reference of, you know, the superheroes and everything else and why we took care of them and 
and always it, it seemed to be like either you know like part of the costume or however it was or in the name or whatever it always seemed to be going against like DC characters yeah but in the movie there was none of that it was literally just you know the fraternity yes was yeah. this and we got the names out of a magic loom and <laughs> um you know we go around the world killing people yeah uh want to join <laughs> you know <laughs> you got great benefits <laughs> yeah and i mean like the you know but i mean like i think like that movie as far as like you know like that the the shoot 'em ups those movies right. like the where it's a lot of gunplay and you're kind of sitting there going that's not really going to work this is actually my second favorite one really okay yes so okay so let me what's your first one shoot 'em up oh yeah, b- brilliant brilliant with the carrots <laughs> Yes, <laughs> kills a guy with a carrot. I I, I think that movie's inspired. Paul Giamatti and I. You know what? And it was filmed in Toronto, and it was just I, for me. I could sit there on any day of the week, and if that comes on, I'm like, you're watching. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. Uh, I'm there with shoot 'em up. I talked about shoot 'em up for years amongst my friends and all that, saying that's the movie to watch it's just you sit what's there this movie about absolutely nothing just nothing. W- watch them see them shoot each other <laughs> what's the title shoot them up what's all about shooting them up yeah yeah, yeah. And sometimes you just yeah. need a no-brainer is there a plot to this nope <laughs> there is shooting people up. And why would you watch it you watch porn don't you same thing it's, exactly it's entertaining <laughs> Why do people climb a mountain? It's there. It's just, just do it sometimes. It goes back to, you know, some of the stuff I like, like um, John Woo movies, right? You get his old classic ones, mm. like Hard Boiled and all that. It's just, all right, they just get in there. It's like, all right, so I got a budget for this actor, this actor, these stuntmen. Okay, I need a bigger budget for bullets and fake blood. I need a bigger budget. <laughs> it's like, how many bullets do you need? <laughs> well, <laughs> how many trucks you got? <laughs> <laughs> No, I liked, I said, you know, the movie was fun. It was action constantly. It had its storyline going. Um, I, I like how they were trying to use him against his biological dad in the movie by not being, you know, and how they slowly entice him in, right? I mean, his life was crap. Look at Wesley's life at the beginning. I mean, he's working in a job. He's got Janice with a stapler every two seconds beside his ear. He's He doesn't realize his powers are there when his heart rate start going up. So... Obviously, you know, he's on a, a crappy medical plan because doctors just say, take this, take that, whatever, you know. But I mean, not going to look for that. He's got no money in his account. His girlfriend is sleeping with his best friend. <laughs> and, and, and as dark as you might think that is, it's actually darker in the book. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. And I think the one thing I liked about the book better than uh, the movie Mm-hmm. was just like it's the pictures behind you mm. yeah the story <laughs> is about Wesley yes so in the book first cover you see is behind Barry yep for the movie you want people to go see it uh, put Angelina, Angelina Jolie up on it 
Right. right. <laughs> Absolutely, because at the time, she was the recognizable person you're seeing in the movie, right? One of them, I should say. But I mean, you know. Well, like, yeah, her I was going to say it. Like, well, I mean, like, at the time, it's like her and Morgan Freeman you're going to recognize right away from the movie. Correct. You know, James McAvoy wasn't, wasn't as known, as you know, to North American audiences. Mm -hmm. he, he's from overseas, so there he's got his career more. Now, yes, everyone's going to, oh, yeah, he was, you know, Professor X. Okay, we got it, right? But, and a couple other movies. But before that, at the time when it came out, the bankable person was, oh. Sorry, just on James McAvoy, he yeah. is absolutely brilliant as an actor. Yes. Before before uh, the world turned and everybody became uh, homebound, uh, I had an opportunity to go see a performance of Cyrano de Bergerac mm -hmm. played by James McAvoy. And he didn't change, he didn't speak, it wasn't in a French accent or anything. It was in a Scottish accent. Right. And it was just utterly brilliant. Like the entire, if you know the story of Cyrano uh, with the nose and everything right. and whatnot, just it was phenomenal watching him portray this up on the screen and ever since then anything that he's been in i will give him a chance to you know what do your thing because yeah, that that for me was literally just brilliant yes he definitely has it there's no question about it i mean i saw him and i, I i'm not as versed as you are but i saw him obviously this movie saw him in um uh mr glass right and then the yep. one he did before that, where he plays the the beast there, uh, I'm afraid, the name's gonna Split. be uh, Split. Split. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And then you know when he goes through the different characters and physically, he takes on their mannerisms. Like yeah. he's, you know, you're looking at him. It's like, yeah, it's him. But you can tell that he's he's changed into a, either a little boy, a woman. Um, uh, you know, the the, the beast the himself team. at the end. I mean, oh, it, it just. I mean, like, even even in Wanted, you could see it. Like, you yes. know, the opening scenes where he's, like, he's having these panic attacks, and you can see, like, the strain and the veins coming out. Yes, of his head yes. And yep. everything else, and then you see the way, you know, after he gets his ass beaten by everybody. <laughs> Just to say. And... You know, and then he comes out of it the other side, and all of a sudden he's got you can see the look in his eyes, right? And the, built entire, well, and that's the thing the entire look he's changed his entire look just by his eyes, which is phenomenal to do. You see the confidence that happens, like they say, you see when he his balls drop, so to speak. You, you, yeah, you, you can see the progression from beginning to middle to end. As the as the character grows, he portrayed it very, very, very well. It did an exceptional job, you know. And I think that's what made the movie fun. I mean, the script was cool, but the actors that were in it really it brought together. it up. You know, the chemistry between him and Angelina Jolie was really nice to see. You know, um, and and even at the beginning when he's like the little kind of more of the uh, introvert 
wimpy persona of himself. He does he doesn't like confrontation. And after he shoots the you know the, the that whole scene of okay, shoot the wings off the flies. What? Never did this before. Oh, got the three, and he does it. You know, but even like leading up to that, he points a gun at Morgan Freeman. And then he points the gun over at Common and some of the other ones. And Morgan Freeman very calmly, no, no, you don't want to do that. Keep the gun on me. <laughs> you don't want to accept the, accept, upset them anymore. Just keep the gun on me. And he's very calm. It's like, you have trying, a gun pointed save, at you. I'm trying to save your life. Just keep it on me. Focus on me. <laughs> right? It will hurt and, you. And can I, just, can I just state for the record here, because I know we are recording this and this will be all over the internet in no time. <laughs> you may be. You may be fans of Samuel L. Jackson and everything else, mm. but for the, us that are old enough to remember Morgan Freeman way back from Sesame Street. Wow, yes. <laughs> yes. And I don't know if you allow swearing on this, but I'm going there. Go for it. <laughs> and on, on film, use the term Kill this motherfucker is way better than anything Sammy J has done. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> you don't expect it. it was no, so, you don't. It was so left field. Right? Oh, he's upset. <laughs> the Shawshank. He was in Shawshank and he never swore. No, he was in Robin Hood and, and he still held it together. Listen, he's the type of guy that when he's upset like that, you don't even look at him. You look at the person like, what did you do to piss him off? Exactly. What did you do? He do? If he's getting upset like that, what did you No, you need to come over here. Don't do that again. Come over here. Don't, don't, don't. Like, Stop it. You you watch Samuel L. Jackson in movies, and he doesn't swear, and you're like, something was missed him. Right. But when Morgan Freeman drops a motherfucker, you will sit there and go, well, the ending, the ending of this just picked up, didn't it? I think he only swore twice in that whole movie. Two times that Morgan Freeman, it was that moment, and then at the very end, where he sees Wesley oh, in the office again, yes. and, and, and mm -hmm. as the ex with the post-its, and I was like, oh, shit. You know, I, I that he's you you're, you you guys got him to swear like how much more you know actors get paid more when they have to alter their appearance like we need you to shave your beard okay we're gonna pay you more we need you to shave your hair we're gonna pay you more okay we we want you That's to exactly. swear yeah yeah <laughs> we need you to swear what watch you you really you have to no have you dude it's gone oh my gosh it was longer. Yeah, it was. <gasps> Sorry, D Dave's beard was a lot longer than that. Like, like okay, I thought it was me. No, you know, no, no. I, I kind of, like, uh, yeah, I get, I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, like thinking, was... oh. wow. again, I know I've seen, I see your IG and stuff like that, but uh, not a good way. Wow. Like, sorry, everybody, we're just having a moment here. This is, um, this is very. Yeah, if you if you want to talk movie magic, I did a series two years ago, right. And, this past weekend, I went back to doing that series, and the two years ago oh, that I did it, it's been two weeks series time. Oh, so oh. I had to look like I did two years ago. So they're like, "We gotta trim your beard," and I'm like, "You gotta what? We gotta trim your beard." I'm like, "Okay, 
trim it. That's fine. Uh-huh. And then it kept just z- z- trimming. I'm kept like, trimming. yeah. I'm so like, uh, it's kind of hard to stop you right now because now you got to even this out. But I'm <laughs> telling you, I am not happy with this. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, but it's only been two weeks. There's no way your beard would have grown like that. Like, you could have told me that beforehand. Yep, it's true. That's a scary thing, because right? You had it. It was, wow, wow, it looks good, yeah. but it's, now, yeah. Now, they compensated going, you? Going back to what Ron said, mm-hmm. or what you said, mm-hmm. they are going to pay. <laughs> oh, yes. They're going to have to compensate you. I came in like this. Now I left like that. I took my scene. Someone's paying for that difference. I came in looking. Just saying. I came in looking like Ragnar Santa Claus, and you're sending me home like this. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't even. I can't even. Can't even imagine the look on your face when they said trim, and then you saw what came off in the mirror, or you're looking down, and you're seeing how much is falling off. You you've experienced what a lot of women experience when they go to the hairdresser. Okay, we just have to cut off the dead ends. No problem. Oh, yeah, and no, then they come like, out like me. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Like, Oh, my gosh. Oh, that was a lot longer. Oh, oh. It was down to here. And it's... No, it was like past his ears. No. no. Wow, two weeks later. Wow. Mm. And, you know, and you know what the worst part was? What's that? Do you know how many times they shot from the back of my head? None. Exactly. Ah. I'm like, we could have just pulled it all back and put it into a fucking ponytail. But no, no, no. Let's cut it all off. Now, on the bright side, they just pay me a lot of money, literally, to get my hair cut and shave my beard down. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you're thinking. In a, in a time where nobody can actually do that. Oh, you got it. You're ahead. You're ahead. They beat the system. So anyone else is. And as long as the check clears, you're good. This will be the only time I bring it up. <laughs> so it, we're going to make this the. But if it doesn't, I implore you to turn into a touch of gray matter sometime soon. Yes. <laughs> but here's some more follow up on that conversation. As I said, well, he's so, my comedy brother, and, and that's the other show that, that you know I'm on there with Dave, and Dave uh, has that one. So it's Touch of Grey, Touch of Grey Matters. You can find that on YouTube. Uh, we we're posting it on our social media, the links and all that. So please tune into that one. That one we cover a bunch of different topics and subjects. Everything, nothing is off limits. Nothing is off limits. <laughs> right? But as I said, getting back to it is that they had to pay. You know, they had to pay Morgan probably a lot more, as you put it, Dave. It's like, I was in Shawshank Redemption, and I didn't swear, okay? I was, yeah, in- I was in a prison movie, and I didn't swear. So you better... <laughs> but, I mean, like, even... But that's the thing, like, even still, mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman's character, I didn't really see translated from the book. No. You know what I mean? Like, that was a character that's strictly made up for the movie. Right. The closest relation I can come up with is that when in the comic book, Wesley's working for the, the Dr. Imp, right? Solomon. Sorry, Dr. Solomon, yes. Yeah. And I think it's Dr. Yeah, Dr. Solomon. And and I think he's supposed to represent that character. Oh, okay. And 
I get that, but that was the thing because that was like in the and this is why I'm like he's just strictly made up for the movie. Right. In the book, he was Solomon's bodyguard, really. Yes. Much like his father was. Exactly. Whereas in the movie, Wesley is uh, Freeman's employee, really. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's why I was kind of like, you know, like the more I, and I mean, like I'll admit, I've read the I've read the books twice. Mm-hmm. Once a long time ago, and right. then once just before we came on here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the movie at least a half dozen times. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the one thing that I do like about the movie, and especially like Shoot 'em Up or um, any of the, you know, like the Kung Fu movies and that, right. it's just mindless. It's background noise. I can do like six or seven different things, turn and go, right, I know where you are, no problem. Right. Keep doing what I'm doing or whatnot, working away. And and they're great movies for that. Yes. You know, I think Wanted is definitely one of those great movies for that. Definitely, it's one you want to sit down and watch. Yep. And you can always, it's always one of those comfort movies, too, where you can just put it on and be like, you know what? You don't have to think about anything. You don't have to, like, you know, decipher some deep plot or deep thinking or anything like that. Nope. And it, it accomplished exactly what the studio wanted. Yeah. And they do. It also accomplished what Mark Miller wanted, which was, you know, I want to get my characters more exposure. So, yeah, here, you can take the rights for the name and the, the characters and whatnot and make a movie out of it. Well, we're going to change a bunch of stuff. All right, go ahead. Well, you see, you just had a good point. It's, it's one of those type of movies that you don't have to think about. And it kind of goes back to what Barry was saying, that for him, the one thing that he wished were more in-depth was talking about the loom. But because the movie realized that, you know, the progression of this movie is one of those type of shoot-up type of movies that, listen, we just want you to be pulled into the action and so forth. Don't worry about the loom. We'll talk about the loom in Wanted 2, you know, type <laughs> of scenario. Like, but for right now, worry about that. So, But, but that's the other thing, too, because much like, you know, with Barry and yourself, I mean, like, you know, Wanted's coming out. Mark Miller's Wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to go see this because, like, I read the books and everything else. And then you see the trailers on TV and you're like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I read the books and everything else. Yeah. You know, but everybody else who doesn't know what the books are or, or is still sitting there going, really, it's a comic book? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, for them, it's easy to sit there and go, you know, for them, if they're sitting there going, well, the movie sucks. Well, it's based off a comic book. Well, okay, fine. But for for us, mm-hmm. you know, any movie that's based off a comic book, no matter how, you know, the book is going down here and the movie decides we're going to do this. Yes. And you're all, and you're all sitting there going, what book did they read? Right. <laughs> Listen, I'm the, type of, I'm the type of person that when I watch a movie, if something is definitely, you said perfectly, Dave. You're going down this route. You're expecting it. You can, you know, you can weave it a little bit, whatever it is. But the main center of that road, even if the thing goes off the side, it's still touching road. It's still touching road. You don't want to go completely left or completely right. I would prefer those type of movies. Don't call it wanted. 
if it was like that, if we, you know, for us who are the purists, just call it like um, searching or something else that's not related. It's a shoot 'em up movie. Don't call it wanted. Then you, you like you have my like I'll feel more comfortable to it. But again, I do like wanted. I do like wanted. So wanted is one of those rare ones that you went off. I'm like, I can still accept you. I can still accept you. Right. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. You're good. But there's some movies I, I can't even think off the top of my head. Cause normally those ones I kind of like throw it throw it in the back <laughs> because I'm like I try not to. It gets me annoyed when I listen. I watch a movie. If you had just taken out the name and made no association to the source material that I know it's supposed to be, that movie's great. Like, All by itself. Like Catwoman? Yeah. Okay, you know, you know, no, 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 no. Catwoman would have been nice if it just wasn't labeled Catwoman. And that's it. Crazy that's bitch it. with cats. That would have been better. We would have went off and it would have been okay, Cat Lady from The so, Simpsons. You know, but, but, but that's exactly it. So you're that, that's how I look at it. So Wanted is actually, I agree with you. Wanted is one of those movies that I'm like thinking, you have the source material. Barry can tell you from previous stuff that we used to do. Source material. You have the source material. What's wrong with you? No, you like open your eyes and see. But this one is like, all right, I'll let but, you guys go. You guys, you guys went. Yeah. Also with that, like sticking with source material and whatnot. I'll admit I've stopped watching over the last couple of seasons and whatnot, but somebody who's read a lot of the books and watched a lot of the TV, The Walking Dead. You know? Valid. Valid. Like, and that, that, I think, that stayed close enough to the books to keep all the people that were into the books. Pull you in? We're pulling you in, we're pulling you in, we're pulling you in. People are like, oh, I remember that was from, like, book 22 or, like, book 15 or book 77. And then all of a sudden they were still kind of like, I don't know if that's even from the book or not. (laughs) Their, Their biggest star of that series, it was never in the books. Daryl was never in the books. That was strictly one of those. What's Norman doing? Let's put him in the show. Hey man, did you see Boondock Saints? Yeah, I think Norman. Let's put him over. Come on over. Let's, let's make him a character. But like seriously though, look at what he's done with it. Right. Oh, okay. So he's done great with it. But as you put it, they got rid of some of the characters. You know. They always kind of tease you with the character in front of you, saying, "Well, one of them's coming back, but one character we know is not coming back for sure, right?" So, and that changes the whole narrative of the book. The book is done, and and I was there watching it religiously for the first good few seasons, up to the whole prison where they brought in the the governor, and I was like, "Ah!" And I know they changed some things, which I know how it plays in the comic book with Michonne and the governor and how they showed it on TV. And I'm like, okay, you can't do that on TV. What happens in the comic book? So I understand. I understand. You got to adjust. You, gotta adjust. I, you know, let's way in the comic book when Michonne and the governor have their, their, their head to head, so to speak, it involves a hammer, some nails and uh, a spoon in, 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 in crap. And I'm, I'm not even exactly read the book so they can't show that on tv and <laughs> not the way that it plays out um i understand that but when you got rid of the other characters who were important to the series 
way earlier than they needed to be is what uh, Daryl's on one. It was Daryl and Carol that were holding it for me. Um, and, and then I kind of started losing interest. And then when it came with Fear of the Walking Dead, I'll be honest, it's like the beginning of the series. Yeah, I was going to but the first, what, four episodes, I was like, eh. Then after I became a fan of it. But I, but it's based on nothing. It, so it's nothing to compare it to. It's all original. So it's free form, whatever goes. I liked it. But when you have a book and you have the source material, you have the serious material and you make something from it, you got to stay somewhat close to it. And if not, if you're taking a risk, you got to make sure it's good. And want it to me is good. As you said before, it's one of those that even though it strays away from the movie aspect of it, which I understand because there's no way you would have got the rights to do similarities of all the superheroes and so forth at that time. Um, it, it stays there. It, the, the, come on. The whole, I'm sorry, the assassinations, you see how that breaks out, where he has a car flipping over another car, and he's shooting a guy through the sunroof because he's having a smoke, you know, and that's how he does one of the assassinations in the movie. That was fun for me to watch. That was absolutely fun. That, you know, you get you get on that thrill ride, it's brainless, you're like, okay, this is cool. I know what I'm on, uh, I'm on board for, I'm just going to enjoy the ride and have a good time. Right. Exactly. Right, you know, there's other ones that where they go off from that, and you're like, what the heck was that? And unfortunately, it seems to be, you know, um, you know, some of the older movies, or even now, I mean, some of the DC movies, they kind of really go off from close to oh, what it should oh, be. No, just don't. Yeah. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> and that's all we say about that. <laughs> Bring it in, Dave. Woosa. Woosa. You know, Usa, yeah. Usa. I, 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 I get it. I, I, you know, like one movie that, even though it's not superhero related, that I was excited to see and went completely off. And by the end of the movie, I said they should have made it a different name. Oh, we lost Rod again. It should have been a totally different name. Would have been the uh, Miami Vice movie. Oh, right? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, it, okay. Thank you. I remember Miami Vice, the series. Okay. And then I went and saw the movie and I thought they could have named that movie any other movie and I would have been more invested if it was called something else. Oh, definitely. Like, that was not... But again, and I get that, you know what, let's keep the characters, let's modernize it a little bit and everything else. And a lot of people were probably looking for that nostalgia feeling that just wasn't going to happen. No. You know, much like uh, 21 Jump Street. Okay, they they play in the movies for comedy and everything else, and you know they had uh, Peter DeLuise and Johnny Depp do a a, a cameo in it, which was great. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of giving it that uh, kind of thumbs up, if you will. Right, passing on the torch of the torch. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Which was kind of like, okay, cool, that works out then. Uh, but, I mean, like, the the hardest thing I find with, like, especially taking material from the comic book mm-hmm. and making it into a movie, it's just, you're, you're always going to be more restrained by your budget. Yes. You know, and I mean, like, now, you know, Marvel's now playing with Disney money, so... <laughs> What do we care? We, <laughs> we got the Scrooge McDuck vault. 
<laughs> you know, and you can see it because you can even see it in uh, WandaVision and yes. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. And everything else. And oh, man, is it Friday yet? <laughs> I wish that last episode was coming. It's going to be so good. We could talk about that one another time, but yeah. <laughs> but you're yeah, right. We will. We definitely will. But I know you've, uh, you you hit it on the head. So it's the budget. I know with Wanted, the comic book, it's dark humor, dark vision. You know, it would not translate into a movie, as you put it. It would alienate a lot of the audience. So it, it, well, it would be a hard but that's sell. Thing, though, because even with, like, Kick-Ass or yes. Kickman and that, like, to actually, like, and I know you're going to get into them in, in different episodes and whatnot, but it's a lot of the same thing. Mm-hmm. If they follow the book to a T, mm. Mm. it's an R, it's an R-rated movie, you know, and you're alienating half your audience, right? Right. Whereas you you kind of defer on some things and go, okay, we're going to dumb this down. We're going to, you know this off and whatnot, but you know, people are still going to be expecting it to be bloody because that's what it is. You know, okay, fine, we'll give you this, but we're not going to give you that. Okay, fine. Right. You know, so that's why a lot of people when they're kind of like reading the books and then they're watching the movie and they're like, no. You know, like that—that's just it. It's—it's it's because the studio went, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> you know, you—you you can't do that because if you do that, you know, we're getting an R rated. Yep. Or you, you know, have the lawyer you, sitting there. <laughs> and literally, if anybody wants to know what the difference between an R rated and a uh, like PG thirteen or whatever rated film, I highly recommend you just write off a weekend and watch the theatrical version of Justice League and then watch the Snyder Cut. Because yes. there there you will see the difference between you know the watered down version that will make not everybody happy, but the majority of people happy. It's gonna piss off the comic book enthusiasts and everything else. But we'll get enough of the other people in to kind of smooth that over. Right. Whereas the Snyder Cut, you're getting a lot of the comic book enthusiasts going, thank you. Uh. You know, and a lot of the other people are sitting there going, that was four hours long, man. Like, it was the greatest four hours ever. Two hours in, I'm like, it's only two hours? Oh. Right. Okay, back in. But, that, but that's just it. So if if they want to do wanted, right. following the book and doing everything it is, as it is in the book, yeah. never mind the lawsuits from DC going. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get, just get the money ready, just in case. Get the bail money ready. <laughs> look, look, man, we let you have it in the book, but you're putting it on screen right now, and you're taking, you know, Josh Whedon's cut of Justice League, and you're using it as, that's how you're killing the heroes? That's not right, man. But you can take, but you can take, you know, 
you can take that that six series of books and make it into two films. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's going to be R-rated. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a limited release, and it's going to be literally just for the fans. There's not going to be, you know, like, I can convince my wife to watch Wanted now. Right. With Angelina Jolie and Morgan Freeman and everything else. There is no fucking possibility in hell that I would be able to get her to watch Wanted from the comic book. <laughs> you, you know what? I, 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 think, I think the Wanted, your version of Wanted, would definitely turn into a cult classic. It'll be one of those ones that you can watch it now, and then we know, give it another 10 years down the line, the fan base will blow up then. It'll just plateau right now. Right. But when people start to come back to it and start doing, like you said, the Zach versus Josh version, and people start to see, wait, this is what, this is what it was supposed to be like, like in the books. That version will definitely turn into a cult classic. It, yep. It's it's there's enough there's enough history. We've, we've been through a couple. I can't think off the top of my head right now, but I know there's some cult classics that we knew from earlier in our time that were like, yeah. We are the only ones in the theater just hooting and hollering. Give it another 10, 15 years, then the place to be full up. Yep. I'll say this as some final thoughts, and I'll let you guys have your final thoughts, and we'll wrap it up. Um, my final thought is, one, don't even do it as a live-action movie. Just do it as a cartoon. Like how they did the Dark Knight cartoon. They did it in two parts there, and they released it direct to DVD and all that. Do it as a cartoon. You know, Bring back maybe some of the, the actors or actresses, if they're available, voiceover. to do the voices. Right, that would be a nice connection from the movie to the cartoon, you know. Nope, Dave saying nope. At that at that point in time, if you're doing it as a cartoon, yeah. you do it exactly the way it's drawn now. You well, get yeah. it, you get Halle Berry, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. But that, that's all. I'm, I'm, I like your idea, Dave. So bring those people in to do the voices. Do it as a cartoon. Um, the only thing I would say is, you know, Mark Miller, you're you're cre he's creating this world. So if he hears this, listens to this, by some fluke of a chance, someone tells him, here's some advice for him. Star in your own stuff. Mm. You know, do a Stan Lee. If you're putting all this effort into um, creating this whole universe, you know, get your face out there. That That's that's exactly what I would see. You know, do the cameo. Do do the 10 second cameo. Even if people are saying, Oh, you're doing a Stan Lee, but it's your <laughs> baby you created, right? Exactly. Do a, yeah, just, just be the be the hot dog vendor. I don't care. It doesn't even have to be anything sick. Just put your face in there to seal up the world so everyone knows it's you behind it because I like a lot of this stuff and I think I want to get as much exposure uh, as possible. So that that's that's what I gotta say. For people out there, watch the movie movie is fun if you haven't watched it Rewatch it have a good time with it don't think turn the brain off um but if you get a chance read the comic book read the comic book six issues or you can buy one issue you know with all six issues in it and then there's a seventh issue that breaks down all the the characters from the book so you know who does what in their powers and backstories if you want to get that deep into it that that's it i'm saying it's a good thrill ride it's it's funny it's action all for it and my stamp is you know we're doing mark miller stuff and we need more mark miller so i mean he's got to have his stuff on netflix right yeah 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 as i'm looking yes he looks like the guy from the comics he's got the light hair the right 
he that's because at first I'm saying that you're, I'm listening to your point of yeah, yeah. you got to get your own stuff show your face and I'm like yeah show your face because I don't know what the hell you look like so it's <laughs> it's true and that was one thing Stan was great at promoting his stuff so yeah. right now he's got you know already in the works. For sure, we got we got wanted already out there because of him. We got Kingsman because of him. We right. got uh, Kickass yeah. because of him, you yeah. know. And and Jupiter's uh, Legacy, and that breaks into three parts because it's Jupiter's Legacy, Jupiter's Circle, and and there's another one. And, and you know, and he's got a, a bunch of other books that Chrononauts and Huck and Prodigy, you know that you know RPM. Um, and, and we're going to cover all this stuff because these are great reads. Nemesis. Oh my gosh. Nemesis. You know, so his, I like his writing style. And because of him, once again, we have, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson got job security because of Mark Miller and team. <laughs> so Mark, get your face out there. Let people know what you look like. So, you know, you can get them to a job. And if you feel like drawing us in a book, um, please. Thank you. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> so that's my final so thought. Rod, Rod, what's your final thought there? So my, yo, um, definitely I'm going to say the same thing. Listen, um, if you haven't got a chance, definitely go and check out this movie. Um, and in the same order, check out the movie, get yourself a, a, a assimilated to what, how this type of shoot up movie is. Um, it's an, it's not recent a no brainer, but it's one of those action flicks that you can, you can see the progression and then be able to go online or however you have the ability to get the comics, read that up. And then you will see, you can see the difference, but you'll see what we've been talking about all this, this um, so far about the different similarities and see the points from both sides. You'll be definitely, you'll, you'll enjoy what you hear. You'll enjoy what you see. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, for adult, adult fun, it's something to read and watch. Absolutely. And Dave, your final thoughts on this whole wanted comic book movie Yeah, and not just for wanted. But for anything, really, um, if you see a movie out and you're like, oh, there's a book for this, too, read the book. Yeah. Always, 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 always. I don't care if it, shut up. I don't <laughs> care if it's a, if it's a comic book, if it's a graphic novel, if it's a full novel, if it's an entire series or whatnot, okay, don't just rely on the movies because the movies always have time constraints. They've only got a limited amount of time to show you what they want and to get across. Right. The book has all the time in the world to do with this. And, you know, whether it's like... Um, whether it's Wanted, whether it's uh, The Walking Dead, or, um, you know, The the Man in the High Castle, Blade Runner. uh, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) I'm I'm hitting a nerve there. Uh, (laughs) You know, Planet of the Apes, um, uh, the Dan Brown stuff, like Angels and Demons and Inferno and... Da Vinci Code and the last, the Lost Symbol. Get out and read the the, the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, for for breaking it down. Like if you you know, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is a fantastic book. Never mind what Disney did to it as a movie. Just put that in. <laughs> read the book. 
Absolutely. You know, I mean, like, regardless whether whatever came out first, whether it be, like, the book or the film or whatever, you know, even the Harry Potter series, I don't care. Always, always, always read the book. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Um, so, you know, you can find me and Rod. We got our links all below. Uh, I will make sure to post links to, so you guys can find Dave. Uh, you can find Dave, myself, along with Thomas and Zolf on Touch of Grey Matters. We got, dropped like three episodes a week on that one. And and Dave also got the acting going on. Dave, I will make sure. Where can people find you, Dave? Uh, what's the easiest way to find you? Uh, sitting at home on my couch because there's nothing else to do right now. Um, <laughs> shame, touche, touche. Nice. You, you can find me on Facebook at a ton of fun entertainment, uh, at a ton of fun on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Santa's old. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I went a little bit sideways on that stuff. So <laughs> that one's strictly only 18 and over because I don't need the fucking charges um, um yeah you can find us on youtube at attention gray matter uh you can also find us on uh uh facebook at attention gray and uh yeah you can find us all over the place just you know keep your eyes open and take a look find us yes cool well, thank you so much. This is the first time we had a guest on. I'm happy that our first guest, and definitely not our last, is yep, Dave definitely. on the Iconist podcast. Um, as I said, my reading list is obviously read the Wanted books. That's for sure. If you want to read more of Mark Miller's uh, work, then look at Ultimates. Go back and find Marvel's Ultimates. Read the first six issues. And you'll see where he brings in uh, Samuel L. Jackson. He actually brings in Freddie Prince Jr. Um, she's dating. He's dating Betty Ross. So this causes a little bit of strain with... Uh, you know, him and Bruce Banner. Mm. Ah! Uh, and he has a dark sense of humor with that one, too. Um, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, you know, and I said, the, this is the Iconist podcast. Please like, share, subscribe, and donate to the channel if you can. Help us grow. Uh, we're going to keep on going. This is a passion project. And as I like to say, you know, the whole world here that we're talking about was created with an HB pencil, a piece of paper, and imagination. Don't stop writing. Don't stop reading. Barry 3D, have a good night. Have a good one. Excelsior. <laughs> Hope you get sued for that. <laughs>